Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. This is a national health alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket costs. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 888-303-9136 That's 888-303-9136 Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850. free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. there and welcome everybody to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. Let me tell you how you can listen to us live and find our archive episodes. For the call to listen live by phone is 516059375. You can also listen at blogtalkusa.com or blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa. You can also find us in podcast form under the Blog Talk USA banner on iTunes, Twitter, Apple Radio, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Blog Talk USA podcast. And under that banner, you can find Marvelous Monday podcast. 
And I believe we are still waiting for your host for Marvin's Monday to call in, but I see that Mr. Arthur Fleming is out there. Welcome, Arthur. How are you? Oh, you might have us muted. Oh, and here's our host. Hello. Sorry. Hello Sorry. there. How y'all doing? Hey there. Welcome. Doing good. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey, Dr. is on with too. us. Welcome, Dr. McKellar. Yes, how are you doing? Good evening. Hi, Mr. Arthur and everybody. Is Pastor Cooper on yet? Is Dr. Hagney on yet? Uh, okay. How are you doing, Mr. Arthur Fleming, my fraternity brother? I'm doing I'm doing just fine. You mean I be you mean I be cool I'm here? I can <laughs> yeah, how about that? <laughs> Front row center. Forward march. <laughs> Well, he may be still Amen. on. I think he think he may have been on that Zoom, the statewide Zoom. I, I, I'm sure he was probably on that Zoom, and so he's still there. They're wrapping up, so he still may be on there. Uh, I invited uh, uh, Mr. Robert Johnson to uh, come on, uh, so he may be on a little bit later on, so we can uh, talk a little bit about uh, what's going to uh, transpire on Thursday. But uh, did you say that uh, Dr. Hagney is on, uh, Ms. Rihanna? Oh, uh, Pastor Cooper has just called in. Dr. Uh, Hagney's not on yet. Oh, okay, then. Good, Welcome, good Pastor evening, Cooper. Pastor. Yeah. Hey, good how evening. Hey, ladies, how are you? Wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Just jumped off the Pastor. Zoom with, with Bishop uh, James Dixon and uh, <laughs> Dr. Freddie Haynes and Probably mm-hmm. hundreds of other very important, yeah. very important people that I, very. I, I uh, am not aware of or acquainted with, but I'm getting to learn them. They're all, all are near and dear to our hearts here in the state of Texas yeah. because they yeah. are fighting a, a mighty act because we're fighting against principalities. I am wearing my yes, apostles hat and, right now. And power. Principalities and, and, and power. power. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. In dark places, but but we we know that no places. weapon formed against us. Yes, amen. There's yeah, no I'm weapon not. formed against us shall prosper. So so therefore we know that there's weapons out there, but we have to be motivated and encouraged and be delivered. I love what you said this weekend when when I uh, spoke uh, there in uh, Tyler. Uh, and by the way, happy birthday again to all the uh, July birthdays there in Tyler, Texas, uh, and here in Texas. So uh, with that being said. But I'm so excited about what you said. And you said, we, and I love your spirit. She said, we shouldn't even go. We shouldn't even be down there. And, and see, the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And when you said that, they heard, and they started packing a bag and, and got out of there. Amen. How about that? You know what? How when about I saw that? that on my feed today, uh, Pastor Cooper, I said, wow. <laughs> I said, when I said, uh, Miss Rihanna and, and uh, Pratt, I said that. They're, they should not, and, and Dr. Hagney and Ms. Rihanna just told me Hello. Dr. Hagney is on. And good evening, Dr. Hagney. How are you? Hello, but, good evening, but, good evening. Exactly. But what I, and Dr. Hagney is on, on that, on, get on the bus, Gus. I, everybody knows get my terminology. Bus. Get on the bus, yeah. Gus. And so yeah. I'm going to send that flyer, beautiful flyer. Cooper's uh, already posted it out there, and I saw his post. And, and so I jumped out there and put my post out there as well. 
but I said we we were proud of the Dems for jumping up and walking out. And so since they have walked out, don't walk back in there. Walk out and stay out. And don't give them a quorum so that they can do anything. So we thank uh, uh, Dr. William Barber, we thank uh, Mr. Roland Martin, who's going to be broadcasting live from down there, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But we're going to let uh, we're going to let uh, Dr. Hagney open us up as he normally does and talk about the things that we've been working on this week uh, in regards to the COVID-19, the Delta variant of COVID-19, and how that thing is rapidly spreading across. Uh, it's already in 49 states, so it may be in more. But the last reading I heard it was in 49 states already, and I can tell you we have people right here in our city, Tyler, Texas, uh, who's in the hospital with that Delta uh, variant. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. go ahead, Dr. Hagen. Well, good, e- good, good, good evening, everybody. Uh, you know, uh, when you think about what we've been t- saying all along about this, uh, about this virus and, of course, the uh, Delta group is here. Well, we consistently uh, continue to get the message out continue to get the factual information out to our people. Uh, this is weird. This will find and, uh, people just need to know more information. That's their, that's what they're requesting. Uh, some of these, uh, what they hear from the Facebook and some other areas, uh, they've been, they'll be getting the question that because we're getting more information out to them. We're in the process of distributing our brochures, our tablets to as many, uh, many people as can. Uh, and also we're looking at how we can reach the uh, youth population. We had a request from one of the uh, Methodist group organizations to uh, partner with them throughout East Texas uh, with all their congregations. So the word is getting out how we are actually reaching the individual through the black churches, through the communities, and they're looking for factual information. They're looking for our brochure, our pamphlet, and that's what we need. So we're hitting it head on. But the emphasis is that as an individual, look at this, look at this, what this virus is doing. Make up your own mind about your your mass and individuality or that, and, and change. Be a be an example for other people. I know people who move from the mass and other gathering, but be that example because it is critical uh, that uh, each individual be that example wearing that mask uh, where you where you need to and and come, watch the congregation. But this virus is very serious. So we understand. I think you knew about what happened. One of the church groups there outside of Houston last week, where uh, numerous students were infected, and so it's it's very important that. And again, it's documenting the value of the of the vaccine, and the data is showing that over 90% of the individuals who have contacted this Delta virus are individuals who have not been vaccinated, and in large percent in the 90s of individuals who are dying are individuals who have not had the the vaccination. So this, again, on the other side, just documenting the value of the vaccine. So we must keep uh, moving forward uh, as many places as possible. Uh, we're going into a second fight in one of our churches here in one of the counties uh, uh, next week. And what we're doing is going to be a back-to-back uh, combination to get the group out. We're sort of targeting youth, get the kids involved. And there is another um, idea someone mentioned we are looking at agents to do how do you reach the youth? So you thought I'll just let the group, but we haven't actually produced it yet. It's sort of, it's sort of a dot where you, uh, how you attract, attract the youth. And I'll let you all know once it's added agency put it together. In other words, it'll be something that you can go to on their cell phone and you know, pull up all the correct data about the vaccine information, CDC information. This is what I youth need. They need a resource 
uh, so they can take the information back to their parents and back to their household. And we found that's been effective when the individual understanding that it's not about you, it's about who you associate with, back to your family members, back to your relatives. And that's been, that's beginning to grab hold of the individual, let them know it's not only about them, it's about who you associate with. And so we're just continuing getting that information out there. People call I was on a, well, a TV show earlier today, or actually a Zoom component. They want to know what we're doing. We also have to track our data and let people know what we're reaching out to because there are people want to know how do you reach the community. And I think we have a very effective way we're doing that. We need to advertise and let people know how we're doing it. But the center of it is the church. We keep telling people, go through your church, work through your church because they know what individuals are. And so for the monitoring, the follow-up, uh, that's the way to do it. And also looking at uh, other issues that are associated with this vaccine. But this vaccine, we need to tell that it's very, it's very deadly and high mutation, why it uh, spread so fastly, uh, which what's really been uh, sort of alarming about this vaccine. And I know there are some other issues. Uh, you probably saw a little discussion about Johnson & Johnson. I don't know if you know that happened on the news today, showing some uh, really neurological side effects. But we have to be very cautious when you have those few numbers, uh, but we have to continue the bottom line here is the vaccine is the way to go. You, you, uh, individuals, there is a couple who, that would be breakthroughs. You see here reports by the individual who've been vaccinated and they have breakthrough through uh, recontaminating. That's going to happen because the virus, we tell everybody, the virus is not 100%. There will be individuals that will have some breakthroughs, but the blessing is, the report today, those individuals who are having a breakthrough who've been, who've been uh, fully vaccinated, their complications are less, like one young lady said on the news today, both her husband reattacked. But she said, bless me, we could have been in a hospital possibly if we had not had the virus for us. So that's, the, that's all I can need to say about the virus. The virus is very effective, and we need to get the virus into everybody and, and, uh, and keep the word going forth and be prepared for our youth because it's really critical in the fall as going back to school how we need to reach our youth. But we have a project I think going to be really unique and going to attract I youth and also I have been advised uh, by young people that was telling me that our flyers for adults are ideal for adults, but we need to modify modify our flyers our flyers to attract the youth more digital and that's what we're using. And um, probably next week I'm gonna announce this new uh, approach that youth are advising us to do how we reach them through their phone that they can take this information to uh, to home and everywhere. So we're excited about that, about that potential. So let's keep vaccinating. Let's keep uh, uh, moving forward and just and protect ourselves and, and our people we associate with. That's outstanding. Well, listen, uh, Dr. Hagney, uh, a lot of the people think and feel that, that this virus is not striking uh, young people, but we're, we're learning more, more and more. And we also know that there was a study uh, that came forth that 20% of the people who were hospitalized uh, here in America were actually between the ages of 20 and 44, and mm-hmm. then about 12% of them were in intensive care. So how right. a is it so now we're hearing that even 
students younger than the age of 20 is now being affected. Can you talk just a little bit about that? And then I want to notify Mary um, Anna that, that our special guest, Mr. Robert uh, Johnson, has just sent me a text message that he is on and listening. So after we finish, uh, we're going to dive straight into, but we always want to our family members and our friends abreast on what is actually going on uh, with the outburst of COVID-19. So That's go What's so unique about this virus, this virus is, is finding ways to survive. Uh, and, and, of course, that's by getting into individuals who have not been vaccinated. But the classic incident that occurred, I think, the last week, monks are a church uh, uh, youth group <clears throat> in which more than 100 of the students were infected in a in a summer uh, camp. And so, yeah, that is, that is documentation that this virus does affect youth. And, it, and like I said, these are all, all the, I think everybody basically was on 18 or whatever. It was one of these summer church camps that happened. It wasn't far from Houston. So the entire, I think it's something like 100 to 130 students were, were affected immediately and in a short period of time. And so that meant that I, even I think the church had to close down their congregation for any minute because they were from the church. So, yes, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, this virus does affect youth. Uh, that's the documentation of that. And this virus, is what it's doing is finding ways to survive. Uh, and, 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 and that mutation that occurring is which is really different about this virus, that it is affecting the youth. And so that's why it's very important for you who you associate with, your family members. And there are also possibilities that any of you who, might have been vaccinated, might be carriers. So we still find a lot about this virus, but uh, yes, there's nothing without a shadow of a doubt. The age group uh, being affected under 18, it does, and that's why it's so critical. I mentioned earlier, we must uh, focus on how do we get the word out to our youth who are in these summer camps, but also who are going back to the school this fall. Uh, this project we're talking about is starting one of the superintendents in a small school district to look at this way to the, the youth can actually find and see this data on their cell phone. We're going to pilot in a small school district so we can look at the results of it and how impactful it will be. But it would happen, the students will be able to look at this and they will be able to pull it up on their, their phone calls. That's what we've been involved. Youth, they, they need something to see and track their attention. That was a discussion about our flyer. We need flyers that youth, more colorful flyers, more uh, digital flyers, that the youth normally look at to get their attention, more colorful. And we really excited about the potential of this model where our youth can actually pick it up on their phone wherever they are. And all the information would be on their phone from for CDC information, all the information we trying we want to get to them. And hopefully they would take it back to their families and family members and their schoolmates and everything. So we're going to pilot it in a very small school district with the cooperation, the school systems and everything. But we'll let you know probably by next week once it's all launched. So we'll we'll keep you posted on that. Right. Very good. So before we bring Mr. Robert in uh, to talk about what is going on in the great state of Texas, uh, tell me a little bit and tell our audience a little bit about uh, the uh, marriage that you put together between our uh, network uh, task force as with along with the uh, family circle of care and how that uh, is just unfolding to make sure that we get uh, this vaccine out to the black and brown community. That's, that's excellent you mentioned that. You know, with different groups, uh, the uh, state health department, net, net health and all those groups, uh, uh, 
So tell us exactly what that phone call was about today that I received. And so, and then, of course, I'm so excited because I see that bus that left out of Texas that's driving right on into Washington, D.C., right about now. Uh, mm-hmm. Welcome to Marvel's Monday, Mr. Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Dr. McCullough, and yourself? I'm doing even more fantastic now that I have you on this show. You should have been on the Zoom call I was on with, with a bunch of pastor <laughs> preachers. <laughs> well, I, we we was and then and Pastor Pastor Cooper was on there as oh, well. Oh yeah, so Cooper's we, on there. Yeah, Cooper's yeah, on Yeah, Cooper's on there. If, if you're so, on a call with a bunch of pastor preachers and and you leave uh, uh, lower <laughs> than you came in, then then you you have the wrong pastor preachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an, an a very inspiring uh, group led by uh, Bishop James Dixon. As a matter of fact, this event that's going on Thursday was his vision uh, that God is making mighty provision for, uh, and we are awfully excited about it, excited that Tyler will be in the house. Uh, Look how God works and just sent a a free bus down that way uh, to Beaumont as well. uh, Amen. We also have buses in Houston and Dallas and Fort Worth and San Antonio and Galveston and even little Brazoria County down here. Uh, we are expecting at least 3,000 people to show up. And, and let me tell you, when when Bishop initially had this vision of a pastor's advocacy day at the, at the, at the Capitol, uh, right. initially he, he was thinking, listen, you know, we get 100 and 150 pastors down there dressed up like pastors looking like pastors and and then we'll go up and we will uh uh lobby and advocate uh against uh this voter suppression bill well we had our first meeting two weeks ago and we ended up having about 150 pastors on that call and it was so powerful that that these pastors Changed the, the 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 vision in midstream. They they said we're we're not just coming by ourselves. We are bringing our congregations with us. <laughs> so we we went from 100 150 pastors to look like we're going to have well over 3,000 people there, and and we are awfully excited about it, Dr. McKellar. That's outstanding. I tell you, well, I was delighted when I got the phone call from you and all. I mean, and already we have about 25-plus uh, people that have already called in. We went on radio uh, this afternoon at 3 o'clock, and the, the phones were open up, and, and the people start phoning in, and we put it out there to the Democratic uh, clubs throughout uh, East Texas, and, boy, it lit up like fire. <laughs> so wow. Well, that's good to hear because – Everyone that shows up is going to be part of something historic. Um, I have been lobbying at the Texas Capitol for the past three sessions, for the 87th, 86th, and 85th. And during those time periods, I've seen coalitions of every sort uh, in the Capitol, protesting, advocating, lobbying for their specific issues, one thing that was always miss- missing was the church. 
That's it. It, it, it was always missing up there, and not yeah. only missing in the capital, but if you talk to a lot of our people, they will tell you their disappointment and the church not being involved in the social justice issues of the day. And so when Bishop had this vision and brought all of these pastors together and we had that initial phone call, uh, after the call, uh, one of the organizers called me, and for two minutes she just cried. And I think that's indicative of how a lot of our people feel about the church. They, they, they didn't want the church to go away. It's not that they were just tired of the church, they, but, but they wanted the church to be church. These issues are not issues of left versus right, but they're issues of right versus wrong. They, they are moral issues that That's should it. be preached about behind the pulpit. And there should be involvement in the church on these issues. You know, how do we think we got the, the Voting Rights and, and Civil Rights Act of 64 and 65? It was the church. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it was the church. We we know the power that the church has if the church comes together. And I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now, uh you, you could just feel the spirit on the call tonight. I cannot wait to see what's going to, to happen on, 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 on Thursday. Uh, 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 uh Dr. Freddie Haynes said that, that we're going up there and we're going to pray with our feet. <laughs> We're going to pray with our feet Yes, you know, you hear folks say all the time Listen, you know, we, we, we just need to pray You know, thoughts and prayer Well, look, when, 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 when you get up off of your knees You need to get up on your feet And march into this battle with us And, and that's what Dr. Freddie Haynes was saying And so mm-hmm. uh, we are looking forward to Everyone being there, we've done a lot of uh, coordination and logistical work to get everyone there on time. Uh, there will be a, uh, a a crew meeting, all of the buses that, that come in. As soon as you get there, uh, we're going to be separating our, our pastors out. And the reason for that is uh, we want our pastors, uh, our clergy, men and women, looking like pastors and clergy and preachers, they are the ones that are going to be going to these different offices, right? Mm-hmm. The other 3,000, uh, we are simply going to converge on the Capitol and cause what Reverend John Lewis says, just some good trouble. We, 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 want, to be, uh, we, we want to be respectfully disrupted. In there, right. we we want them to feel the church in every crook and cranny in that place. And Bishop made a good point tonight. He he said that there is a lot of people coming to him uh, that are saying, hey, "Man, you know the the governor is not going to change his mind. The the, the lieutenant governor is not going to change his mind." He said, "Well, look, if you're preaching, and you 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 need to stop preaching about David and Goliath." Then. <laughs> he said, if you're preaching, you, you need to stop preaching about the walls of Jericho that came down because the same God that did that 
yes, can do what we want to do in the capital because our God is bigger than the governor. All and right. so the church is coming to show up, Ms. Uh, Dr. McKellen. I'm just, the, I guess you can feel the excitement in my voice. Absolutely. <laughs> your, your excitement is just transcending uh, throughout Texas, and we just thank you for that work, the great work that you have done uh, and that you're still doing, and all the pastors and preachers, uh, Pastor Cooper and everybody that's going to be front row center, because we already know we talk about this a lot on this show, uh, Mr. Robert, that we know that everything that happened in the African-American community actually came through the churches, and I'm talking about mm-hmm. every single thing. And so yes. that's how we circle back around to make things, and they made things happen. You quoted uh, 1964, 1965. We know what happened. Uh, the voters' rights mm-hmm. civil rights. So that's what we need to this day is for our pastors and preachers and citizens to step up to the plate and make sure okay. that Dr. Shirley, I can take you back problem. further than that. That the, okay, the, the black church was founded on protest. There you go. Oh, yeah. How about that? The black church was founded on protest of, uh, of them not allowing us to read and, and only wanting us to adapt to their culture. And um, the, the black church was founded on protest. That's this this isn't true. something new to us. Not at all. That's how we got our HBCUs, right? That's how we That's got right. our education. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'd like to bounce something off him. Uh, Go right ahead. There was a discussion we had earlier today and initially about the feasibility or possibility of all the churches having a health care ministry or a ministry of one person in the church. Uh, and meanwhile, I'm talking about that, Dr. McKellar. Uh, the uh, example of your church, Tenor Hall, you'll have a health care ministry there, which is very impressive. But in the discussion, yes. is it possible to have a ministry in every church? One person, if there's a nurse or pharmacist or health care professional as a member of that church, that person could be that health care committee. Tell you why we need. We need the information what's going on in the church. We also need to flow information into the church about health care. We talk about the role of the churches historically. Historically, the church was center of information. We need for our churches, again, to become center, particular of health care information. And so that was, that's how we're going to impact those disparity numbers that we've seen in our community with the diabetes, prostate cancer, maternal issues, and all other issues. We need the churches to have at least a one health member in that church as a formational resource person in the church about what's going on in that church congregation as it relates to health care. Is that possible? Is that far-fetched? It absolutely is, doctor, with, with people that are passionate about it as yourself. Only uh, I got in on, on, on the last end of the conversation, but I, I could feel the passion of your work and your voice. And it is so much needed, right? I mean, uh, percentage-wise, who, 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 who are the most people dying on by, you know, by COVID? That's you know, right. It, it, it was uh, you know, racism affects every nook and cranny of this country that we live in. If you can talk about health care. You can talk about education. You can talk about the criminal justice system. Uh, you can talk about it all. 
but but you will find that that systemic racism is there, and that you know on the socioeconomic side, and that we are are are, are affected at, at a disparate rate more than than any other class of people. And so to answer your question, do I think that that can happen? Absolutely so. Uh, I think what what we are going to see at the Capitol on Thursday is a is a a moment turning into a movement, right? And, and yes, we, we, we are going up there with a focus uh, centered around uh, 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 Senate Bill 7, which is the voter suppression bill. Uh, but, you know, you, you also got critical race theory issues that, that we're dealing with up there. You also got these bail reform issues that they're dealing with up there. Y'all, and all of these issues are moral issues, right? Now, so seeing that the church has not really been involved for, I, 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 I would, I would, I would uh, guess and say since, since the, the civil rights movement. I haven't seen anything like what's going to happen on Thursday. Once you start that movement, doctor, right, it, it doesn't just have to remain on, on voter suppression because we believe eventually we, we, we're going to win this bout. But all of a sudden, you have a collective together, yes, right, yes, of yes. the church, right. Mm-hmm. And when you have yes, that right. collective together, now we can start working on these other issues that so affect our community. I'm so glad that you're talking about healthcare, and you know, and and and, and mental health as well. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. You know, but yeah. black people are probably more affected by mental health than, than any other race, but. You know what we do in our community? We we just say, "Oh, he's just crazy." No, he ain't crazy. He needs some help. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? But but those conversations have to be had, and they have to be had by professional, passionate, articulate people like yourself, Doctor. And, and so to answer your question, absolutely, I think that that movement can happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in the other gentleman. Uh, Pastor Cooper is on, as as I mentioned, he's one of uh, the uh, hosts on, on this show, as long as well as uh, Brother uh, Arthur Fleming. But what I want to say before those gentlemen come in is that we know that uh, we know that fifty, I believe, fifty one, fifty one of the sixty seven Democrats boarded the plane out of uh, Austin, Texas, and flew into uh, Washington, D.C. on a nice little vacation that they so richly deserve and have uh, earned. And uh, we don't know when they're going to return, but we know that we have uh, something like 26, 25, 26 days left in this special session that uh, that Abbott has called. So what are your, your thoughts on that? Because uh, Pastor Cooper and I, we were on, a, um, he was on Zoom with us as the Democrats uh, uh, had an event on this, past, the Democratic Club here in Smith County had an event this past Saturday. And so, uh, and he spoke to us uh just boldly so we were talking about that we we didn't want them to show back up they got up and walked out and we didn't want them to walk back in and then by George they are on the bus and on the plane they have already arrived in Washington DC and so uh, there's no quorum to pass any laws but what are your what are your thoughts on that do you think that was a that was a good strategic move for them to get out of well, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you exactly what I think about that and, and that is 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 um 
grassroots pressure works. And what I'm talking about is when they originally walked out, right, um, I was there that Sunday uh, when they had the press conference and Senate Bill 7 was going up for a vote, and we knew that no matter – it it didn't matter what type of testimonies came through or or what we said. This was a governor's priority, and he was going – to pass this bill, the only thing that we had left at our disposal um, was to break quorum. Mm-hmm. Now, as I went through and, and we left the press conference and I was walking down the stairs with a certain representative, I'll go ahead and say his name, Representative Ron Reynolds. And I've, I've never heard, I've never, <laughs> I've never heard Ron cuss like that before. He was, <laughs> he was very angry. Because sure. our Democratic caucus was not ready to walk out. We had leaders of the Democratic caucus that was telling them to stand down, right? And so, you know, we were in this kind of in-between thing. And uh, as we walked down and, and uh, we went down three flights of stairs and, and we got to the conference room and I told him, I said, Ron, I'm about to make a call to some of our folks and we're going to be up here. And, and we're not coming talk to the governor. We're not coming to talk to the lieutenant governor. We're coming to address our people, the ones that we put in office, the ones who at this point are not our elected official, but they are our elected employees. You, you are to be our voice, not yours. And the day developed, and the next thing I know, I left there, and I went to go get some dinner, and I, I got a text. Robert, we're walking out. And I was... <laughs> I, I it, it I almost I almost came to tears, Doctor Shirley. I, I was I was so so proud of them, and so we know what happened next. We got the special session coming up, and and there are all types of calls. I've been talking to a lot of our representatives what their strategy was going to be going in, and you know a lot of them felt that they had to go in initially uh, for uh, um, what was the word that they used. Well, they, they felt that they if they didn't show up at all, that they could go ahead and make a quorum out of what was there and wow. still pass whatever they had, right? Wow. So, so they felt I knew like they, they had, had to go to – Yeah, to show I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know if that's true or not, to be honest. I don't think, I don't I think it's true. Is it? You think I it's true? It's true. Uh, I think what is uh, I think they still go by uh, Robert's orders, uh, rules of orders. Right. And uh, and if you start off a session with a certain number of people, that becomes your quorum. Right. Right. So so, so you have to be careful. Some so, very so. important people on that. Now you yes. know Jasmine Crockett is really leading the way on that, she's and sharp. she was one that brought that. She's sharp. Oh, she's sharp. That brought that to my attention, and so. Their strategy was uh, to wait until the bill got on the floor. Uh, right. When a recess was offered, they were just going to go ghost. Well, right. I was up there all this weekend, Friday and Saturday, and, and I'm telling you now, uh, the feeling that I got um, while I was in the Capitol was not a really good one. I, I ended up leaving about 2 o'clock and just went to my hotel, just totally disgusted. I'm saying, well, I said, man, they're not going to. They're not going to do anything. And as I'm sitting in the hotel room, Representative Jasmine Crockett comes on MSNBC. 
and she yeah. declares to the world that the nuclear option is still on the table. <laughs> and yeah. Well, so let me so I, I okay. Well, I have some more questions in regards to this because. You know, I I thought according to that they have to govern themselves according to the House rules. Now I'm not a certified parliamentarian by no means. I just right, read right. basic Roberts Rules of Order. But I'm going to contact my, my one of my professors yeah. at University of Texas that I studied political science under and ask them because those are certified uh, parliamentarians that know this right. business backwards and forward because I thought even and I didn't know if you were saying that that meant that they had to show up and then they could walk out but I can tell you unequivocally that every every office that I, I mean every office I've ever held but even as a president we always look to see and I, I serve as president of my local chapter and you know uh, Mr. Robert that I serve as the president of East Texas Coalition of Black Democrats we always look to see how many is in our meeting to determine according to how many we have on our membership role that is paid, right. if we have a quorum in order to be able to vote on issues. So I thought they had to do this according to what their house rules are. And so well, now I'm a little confused on that they, particular. Go ahead. They have to go in the recess. recess. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. That's when they left. left. Okay, so they I, I, had to show up and then they, they left. Show, if they would have shown up, they would have shown up, uh, then right. they would have met Finally. up the quorum. Yeah, and then if right. they would have left in, they could go ahead and still vote on stuff because a quorum was made. So this way, right, right, during the recess, so that rule don't apply because they was on recess. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I am far from being a parliamentarian. I, I am an activist, yeah. and I can tell you this. I'm just I'm yeah. happy as hell right now. Uh, their, strategy, their strategy worked, and, and that was my yeah. issue on, on, on Friday and Saturday while I was there. Uh, because as I was going around basically just trying to do some intel, uh, you, I could not feel the unity. I, I talked to three reps over here. Uh, and talk to another three over here, and and you'd get you know different answers and different vibes coming from them, and and so I I just didn't feel that the unity was there, but right. And and to be honest, I I don't think that the unity was there. I I think that when Jasmine came on MSNBC and told the world that the nuclear okay. option was on the table, that was just some powerful leadership that forced. Those them y'all got to remember that these people they're just regular people, right? Right. And, and they bend right. and give the pressure like like everybody else. You know, nothing's just nothing's just written in stone on there. And that's why our our voices are so important. If you don't show up, you know they're gonna do what they want to do. And so they mm-hmm. felt the pressure. Jasmine put it out there, and the next thing you know, y'all look at here. Our people uh, done flew out to Washington D.C. Yeah, amen. <laughs> and, I mean, and I they think bo- it was they 50, boarded two, I, not one, not one chartered plane, but two chartered planes. But I'm, I'm going to ask you honestly. I think it was 58 of them, Doctor McKellen. I believe so. I believe you're right. Yeah. I believe mm-hmm. I believe you're absolutely correct. But uh, Miss Rihanna, if you could if you could Google a couple of little things and and see and kind of see if you can find out some information on that, and then we'll bring Pastor Cooper in. I know you have some comments because Pastor Cooper was on that uh, 
on that uh, Pastor Zoom as well. So anything that you'd like to have to say in regards to that, Pastor, Pastor Michael Cooper? Absolutely, and the energy is absolutely in the room, just like uh, my uh, my friend, Brother Robert Williams, was saying. And we love the vision that Bishop uh, 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 James Dixon had, and, and we have some powerful pastors. And let me tell you something, how um, spiritual this has to be, because most pastors are not humbling because of the positions that they're in. They're fighting against principalities, so therefore they're, they're stern, strong individuals. I have seen pastors that are, uh, 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 from massive mega churches humble themselves and present yeah. themselves as followers as normally leaders. Let me say that again. These are men and women of God that are giants in their own zip codes. And, yes. and, and they're willing to come together to follow the leader. And so that speaks volumes about what's about to happen here. When I think about uh, our friend John Lewis, who was 23 years of age, and Dr. Martin Luther King, just a little bit older, and all the uh, C.T. Uh, Vivian and all these guys that came together back in the day, and, and they rehearsed and learned and was ready for the battle. This is what we have to do. This is what we have to continue. I thank God for all the people for, uh, behind the scenes, like Claude Cummings, a good friend of mine with CWA, that helped raise money for these buses so people don't have to go scrape up $15, $25, $30 for a bus ticket. All you have to do is get your chicken, get on board, get some water, <laughs> stay hydrated, as Brother William said earlier, bring a, a folding chair so when the knees get weak and the hearts get aching, we can get up and go yet again because we will march around that capital. We may not need to go around it seven times, but we have enough people where we go around That's it one right. time. They think we went around 70 times. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. Well, very good. But let me just tell you what. My people, all they have to do is get on the bus because I'm going to I'm going to provide water and juices and wow. some snacks and they can bring their little change for the grab them some food when we stop for along the way to get them some whatever lunch that they want to have. But we're going to make sure that there's there's a water and uh, things on the bus so that they don't even have to be concerned with that. But I'm That's glad you just how you roll, Doctor McKellar. <laughs> oh well, we got to take care of our people, <laughs> you know, because I'm I'm excited That's that they want well these boots got to stay on the ground because i yeah. i say this all the time uh mr robert and and i think i accidentally called you robert johnson but i know you robert williams but uh yeah. but at any rate uh let me just tell you that we have to make sure that our people are taken care of they stay hydrated because i say this all the time people do 80 percent of the work i'm trying to add to that 20 percent and get more constituents involved in what is going on around them because their voice is their vote and we don't need anybody to take that away from them so let's talk a little bit about uh, mr purvis uh that and that's the uh gentleman down there in harris county that's in your area right no no uh, yes, ma'am. No. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's right. Yes, that's, that's right. That is mm-hmm. in Harris. He's in Although Harris County. Although they took him to Montgomery County, he's, he's from Harris County. Okay. He's from Harris County. Okay. And they want to try to give this gentleman, uh, what, 30-plus years uh, saying that 40 he, years. Uh, 40 years. Okay. Uh, isn't that ridiculous? You want to give somebody 40 years uh, to because he was trying to vote because he thought he could? vote he had been on parole right and i think he had maybe a couple of weeks left before it was going to end right. correct me if i'm incorrect and then no, you're uh, right. so he stood, okay so he stood in line for six hours right to be able to vote 
Now, who would stand in line for six hours to try to vote if they felt like that they were not supposed to be able to vote? And so we got to stop that as well. We got to make sure that this does not happen to this gentleman. Number one, we got to go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll give you something else. If he was white, he probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't have arrested him because he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have fit their agenda for what they're trying to do at this time. Now, I am very proud to say that it was Bishop Dixon along with the ACLU that went and got him out of jail. I'm also very proud to say that Bishop Dixon will be holding a press conference tomorrow at 12 o'clock, and Mr. Hervis uh, will be there with us. Um, Wonderful. We are determined to flip the narrative back to what it needs to be. They will not make a mockery of this man the way they did. Uh, what was the guy... What was the guy that, 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 that Bush had out there years ago? You remember Coop? Uh, the oh, the yeah. drug dealer guy. They, 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 they oh, yeah. I can't think of his black name right face now. Out. Yeah, and put, right. black, you know, put the black face out there and, you know, just made, you know, he, he, he was the reason that they won. Well, we're not going to let that happen uh, uh, with this man. And of uh, their strategy, all the parts. Of, of the narrative and, and I gotta tell you You know the Republicans came off Into this session uh, Not only With a plan but they implemented It and they are executing it To perfection Right but they just didn't know That we had some Dems that were willing to stand up And they also didn't know that we had A Bishop Dixon that's willing to stand For for Mr. Herbert <laughs> That's going to flip the narrative uh, on this thing, and it all comes back, as you said, to voting, and and uh, I, I just needed to tell you this uh, before I get off because I'm extremely tired today, Dr. Keller. Sure this phone ain't stopped ringing all day long. But uh, you, you said I was with the coalition of uh, yeah, of Black Democrats, <laughs> and I I am a member of coalition of Black Democrats, but. Uh, Bishop Dixon, Clark Cummings, Sharonda Robinson, and, and myself formed a 501c4. It's called Push Democracy Forward. Uh, okay, and that is the organization that is, that is bringing this event to the Capitol on Thursday. But there's two parts to Push Democracy Forward. There's, there's the part where uh, uh, Dr., uh, James Dixon, Bishop Dixon, uh, goes out to uh, individual counties. He does his rallies. We inspire people, and then on the other side is what my organization does, and that is the voter registration, education, and engagement. And we're starting off in five counties, and guess what? Jefferson County is one of them. We're yeah. making sure that we're hitting hitting East Texas, um, and um, we are basically implementing many Stacey Abrams programs. We are going to rural counties, focusing on the African American vote. And yeah. Dr. McKellar, this is this is so simple. Gilberto Hinojosa called me the other day, two weeks ago. We must talk for about an hour, and okay. and we had the same argument that we always have. Man, this is low hanging fruit out here. Yeah. There are more African Americans yeah. in, in the state of Texas than any other state in the union. That's right? true. And, and, and you're, you're, you're putting a lot of your money and your resources uh, over in uh, and, and, and the Hispanic column, but you don't even know how they're going to vote when they get off into the booth. 
But 98% of us are probably going to hit that Democratic switch when they go in there. And so if we can bring this level up, uh, as Stacey Abrams did in Georgia, we think that we're going to have a great uh, amount of success. Uh, other people uh, believe in what we are doing. Uh, and at this point, and, and I, I didn't think the money was going to come as quickly as it did, but we're being resourced very well because, Dr. McKellar, you know, it costs money to get somebody into the booth. You better believe it, it, that. It, it costs money to run a campaign. <laughs> it, it, it costs money to GOTV. It, it just does. If you only yeah. have volunteers, you're going to get volunteer effort. That's just the way that it goes. Uh, but it. If, if you're able to pay, if you have the correct data, if you're able to uh, uh, to, to capture and, and store this data correctly and, and stay uh, engaged with, with the people that you're targeting, it, it brings good results, and we know that. And so that's what Push Democracy Forward is doing, and, and I am uh, just super excited about it and super excited about the results that I know that we're going to bring. Very good. Well, listen, we so appreciate uh, Mr. Robert Williams, one of, the, one of the most I know in the state of Texas. He is always Amen. at that capital working to make sure that things happen quickly. If anybody has any questions of Robert before he leaves out, because we want him to get his rest, because he's been rocking and rolling all day long. I can tell you that unequivocally. And so we thank him for remembering East Texas uh, and all of our 32 counties down here, because I tell him, uh, Mr. Robert, so goes East Texas, so goes Texas. And I think that everybody recognizes and realizes that we need those rural votes those black rural votes out of East Texas. And in, uh, I am so Arthur, grateful for you. You started that. And and when you started that initially on your runs in Congress, folks were like, oh, okay, it sounds like a good campaign slogan. But then we started seeing the numbers. Nine million people out in a rural county, four million of them in, are, are in East Texas. There you go. I mean, it, it only makes sense. You, you were so correct, sense. and God bless you for that. And and, and and Coop ought to be happy about that, too, because if he wins governor, it's going to come out of places like East Texas. <laughs> right. You're all over our campaign, right. brother. You're all on top of it. <laughs> hey, Mike, hey, Mike, hey, Mike, hey, Mike it's great to hear that folks understand. Hey, I want to say this, though. I am so glad that the church is getting involved. During the last movement, uh, the Texas churches were not together. So to see y'all come together and actually provide some leadership on this level uh, is going to be a great thing. Because black people, our our greatest power is our moral authority. We have that. Yeah. Come on, come on. Hey, yeah. So yeah. to exercise it at this moment, I think we're going. It's going to pay dividends for a long time. So appreciate y'all's effort, uh, 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 brother Hackney. Every time he talks about anything, he always talks about the church. And I always interrupt him and, yes, yeah, and, and say, and say, yeah, but what are we going to do in the meantime? So, <laughs> yeah, while well, you're waiting on the church. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so, where they're here. They're here. They're here. Yeah, well, well, listen, yeah, so Robert, we, we appreciate you and Sharonda and the bishop and everybody that's been involved in Push Democracy Forward because that's exactly what we have to do is push democracy yes, ma'am. forward. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for being on well, with us. Well, thank you for having me on. Listen, before I go, I want to get some props to Clark. 
you know, a lot of people know Club. This guy, over the past four elections, has raised $30 million. That's right. And you never That's hear right. his name. And, you know, never, and, and, and well, a I lot of his what, money you, goes towards African-American candidates. It goes towards That's black it. media. And That's he it. was the one that raised the $30,000. for. That's why you're getting a free buck. He, he got the $30,000 for us to get this buck. And so we, we need to wow. lift up our people uh, like that, that who are that, doing these amazing things behind the scenes, not looking for any attention. Uh, he loves his people and understands yes. it takes money to get it done, and he does it. So thanks right. for inviting well, I'll me. Tell you what. We'll see Thank you, down you the road. for coming. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming. And let me tell you what, I give Claude Cummins his props. And I told him when we were in Austin the other, other day is that we missed being there last year at the Congressional Black Caucus because he always made sure that we were taken care of when we were at the Congressional That's Black right. Caucus in Washington, D.C. We look forward to that. And we thank him because he helped my campaign. So I have to give him kudos props when I was running for Congress. He did. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Go get rest. Okay. And we're going to carry on to Thank 10. you. Good night. Good night. Have a brother. Good night. Good night. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. So that that was outstanding, guys. Um, uh, it's uh, it's amazing what what is happening right now. But I'm telling you, this is a movement that I I already feel change is coming, uh, because it's not. First of all, it's not right. It's not fair that that you would try to block. Uh, remember, uh, Pastor Cooper and, and Mr. Arthur, when we were in in Aust- we were in Austin at the Capitol. Uh, when you guys put on the event down there, and my my sorority sister, who was wheelchair bound, her son and her yeah. daughter over Tracy. her care, dressed. Yeah. That young man got his mom dressed and got her yes. down there, and so she, it was her plea: "Don't try to stop me from voting. I cannot get out there and get in line." And it, but but think about this: what is wrong with giving somebody a bottle of water? In the heat of exactly. the day in Texas, if they're standing in a line to try to vote, tell me. Let's talk about that. What's wrong with that? Anybody? They might vote Democrat. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. But you guys were down there. You know, you heard her plea. Mm-hmm. And so, absolutely. It, well, it's incumbent upon us to make sure that this democracy that we're talking about tonight, that it continues to push forward. And so it's refreshing. It almost feels like our ancestors are back here again with us, ours that have gone on, our grandparents and our great-grandparents, who thought that we may have this opportunity, this equal opportunity uh, for all mankind, and that is to cast our voice and our vote the way that we see that we want to cast our voice and our vote and not have someone to try to take that away from us. It's just not fair. Mm-hmm. It's not right. Hey, sir, the fence was brought up, sure, it was since brought up earlier. Uh, tell, us why, tell us why East Texas is so important to the state of Texas and, and, and including the nation because it's my perspective, so East Texas goes, so goes Texas, so goes the nation. So, 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 so think about East Texas, those voters down there uh, and what we need to do when we come down there to actually have an effect. Okay, very good. That's an excellent uh, point. First of all, the one thing that is so important and that many East Texans have not been asked, and that is to reach out to them to tell them how important their voice and their vote is, number one, and the fact Mm -hmm. that you need them in order to push this democracy forward that uh, Mr. Robert (coughs) Williams was talking about. 
that. So those votes are very important. And a lot of times they, where they're so busy trying to make ends meet that they don't realize how important uh, that these issues that affect them that would make it easier for them to make those ends meet if they became more involved. And so many of them don't know uh, what they need to do. And if you don't know what you don't know, then it's difficult to make that transition. So it's important for us as advocates and for us as uh, candidates and elected officials to show them the importance of their vote and how much that their vote is needed. Coupled with the fact, next, is that we have millions, as Robert mentioned, we have millions of votes out here in East Texas, and they would always take the money to Harris County, and and, and everybody knows this on here right now. They take it to Mm -hmm. Harris County. They take it to Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth. Well, all of those are great. That's great and wonderful. But if we do the same thing over and over and over and we get the same results, then it's time for us to make an assessment of what it is that we're doing. So when I'm Mm -hmm. out there waiting, my flag and screaming and say, look, you guys are forgetting us down here in East Texas. You need us in order to win a statewide seat. Pastor Cooper Mm -hmm. needs us in order to win that statewide seat. Not only that, he is East Texan, so he knows the number of votes that we have down here in East Texas. So if you want to win a statewide seat, you cannot, you can no longer bypass East Texas, because East Texas can carry you over that threshold. We have a million votes just in SD1, and you heard Robert Williams say we got 4 million votes down here. We got 32 counties in East Mm -hmm. Texas. Mm -hmm. So why would you avoid? Go ahead. I've been telling people future of Texas is East Texas, both black and white. We see that with the rain, the economics, and all the development here in East Texas now. But another thing, and I to answer that question about about the blacks in East Texas, see, blacks in East Texas remember the black history of Texas. If you remember, the majority of the blacks who came in Texas came through East Texas. And yes, what sir. happened was the uh, they understand, they still understand East Texas. That's the problem we have in health care. Uh, that's what we had, the problem we have in this but what also, also important, the blacks who left in East Texas, they watched the blacks who left them and went to Houston. They left them and went to uh, Dallas, and they killed the surgeons and didn't look back. Handcomer. <laughs> handcomer. Well, see, another thing about the blacks in East Texas, they understand Texas politics. They understand, when you look at all the counties and everything, they understand where the votes come in East Texas. And then they see what the whites have done. But they also see how those areas, the Houston and Dallas areas, have sort of spoke for East Texas, did not mm-hmm. recognize East Texas. Uh, and they also tried to speak, though, even Washington, as you put it down in Texas, that's an error. But now, and also, the people in East Texas just want individuals to come back and say, listen to me. We saw that in a, in a presentation the other day at one of the black churches. They, the pastor asked us to go there and speak to the congregation, entertain questions about the vaccine prior to the, the site. You should have heard the, the expression on those individual faces 
that we took time out to come and listen to them. That's all the people in East Texas asking everybody to do. Come and listen to listen to our voice because we know we 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 understand voting. We we understand poll tax. A lot of people probably never remember the poll tax, but there are people in East Texas still remember their parents having to take an exam to to vote. So we have to reach back and, and recognize who they are. And then once that happens, then they will, you will be, it will be a normal of what's going to happen in East Texas because they will recognize, they always recognize their power, but they said other people in Texas didn't recognize their power, people who look like them. But what's, what's so powerful about what's happening now, people in East Texas will be doing the recognition what Dr. McKellar has been trying to do for so long, talking about the people here in East Texas. And the state of Texas is going to come and look in East Texas and talk and listen to people in East Texas, and it's going to make a major difference. That and that way Texas go is way East, you know, because yes, in sir. Texas, you can, Houston can vote the way they want to vote, Dallas can vote the way they vote. But when, when Texas votes, these rural counties control the situation. But if, when when Houston and Dallas come to East Texas, which we're talking about doing, you're talking about a welcome on, right. on learn about people in East Texas, how they look, how they eat, how they like, how what they think. That's it. You come That's and listen it. to them. Once they understand you listen to them, you, it's going to be amazing what's going to happen. This is going to change Texas. Very good. Well, you know something else? That's beautiful, uh, Dr. Hagney. And the other thing that I, I want to add to what you said, and in conjunction to what Mr. Arthur's question was, just think about, uh, all of the uh, different ways that people vote. Just think about all the colleges that we have in East Texas. We got we, we got three HBCUs within short distance of one another. So think about all those college students. Think about the military uh, personnel that comes out of East Texas. We have a lot of military personnel, veterans, that live here in East Texas, and we have a lot of them who are on active duty that comes out of East Texas as well. So they mail their – I remember when I was stationed overseas and probably Robert – excuse me, uh, uh, Mr. Arthur remembers when he was stationed other places, but we always sent our ballots and our votes back. So think about the military personnel that sends their votes back and then those disabled mm-hmm. people that want mm-hmm. that mail ballot that they need to get and then those students that we work hard with. Yeah. To get them, yeah. Go ahead. Should I'm Vietnam. They didn't send us nothing. <laughs> yeah, Vietnam was tough. Well, we, well, I sent my ballot. I sent my ballot back uh, to America when I was stationed overseas, and even when I was at war, uh, we sent our ballots back, and they and, and they mm-hmm. came back. So, and, and we have to encourage to... those officers. Exactly. We have to encourage them That's to do it because they, a lot of times those ballots are counted last. And they say, well, they don't have an impact on the election. Yes, they do, especially like the election that just went down between the uh, president election. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, mm-hmm. Every, every mm-hmm. ballot was counted and needed. Every ballot. And not only that, you know that there have been elections won with two and three votes, right? Oh, yes. So, oh, yes. So you know they count. Kind of you answer your question a little bit, Mr. Arthur, and you may have something else to add to it since you, you hail a little bit from East Texas. Well, no, I'm just uh, I'm just happy that folks have come and realized the pure gold down in East Texas. Cause yes. we, you know, I yes. we, did our, we did our big GOTV thing down there back, and I was and I was over that area, and that's, that's when right. I and that's when I figured out how, that's when I found how many black people down there, and so ever <laughs> yeah. since then, you know, I've been trying to figure out, hey, why are you not going down there? And then you came uh, back in town, 
about this before uh okay but you know, in order to attract because it is rural area and, and we are tar- and we are targeting we are targeting african-american most basically uh and right. you, you know, i think we need, i think we need to give them a name okay okay so let me hear it what name do you have oh oh i was picking your head first and then i was going to piggyback <laughs> what, what are you trying to get a name for what, what are you getting the name for Group? No, uh, uh, you know the, 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 the million black folks. Yeah, yeah, the million black folks. The million black folks in, in East Texas. Texas. You know oh, what should we call? Uh, a royal priesthood. The million black folks. So and a chosen nation. And a chosen nation. I like that. Set apart. Royal priesthood. We need you to show up and vote. Yeah. Yeah. I'd actually, I suggest you ask. I suggest you ask somebody from East Texas what they want to be called. From East Texas, you from East Texas, so I am asking both of them. Okay, yeah, that's three people you asked. 
I'm not okay. saying about so that. So I like I like that royal priestess. So what do you say, uh, 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 Dr. Hadi? Mm, I'm gonna have to think about that. I'm gonna think about that. Yeah, I'm gonna think about it. Somebody called me up as a royal priesthood. I like that. And a chosen nation. I I really yeah, like chosen that. Chosen nation. Watch chosen it, chosen nation. Because I have my pastor. Yeah. I'm a so a chosen nation. A chosen nation. It's set apart. I like that. As a matter of fact, I like uh, do you all not know that the graves, uh, the graves are, are set pointing towards the east? Do you know why they're, they're buried pointing towards the east? Oh, yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. return. Jesus is coming back from the east. Yeah, <laughs> and so and he's starting off in East Texas. And also, oh, yeah. the reason why another reason why a lot of the cemeteries are near water. There you go. Rivers back to Africa. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. So we have history like, and Bible study. Yeah, I like that chosen because when you think about the survival <laughs> through, they always felt we were chosen. We survived. We had to be chosen. Because what 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 blacks well blacks overall went through, you have to be chosen to survive what what the experience what we've been talking about. So I sort of like that. I think that hmm, I sort of like that. Sue, I, I, I think you're onto something, Mr. Arthur, uh, and and then Pastor Cooper pretty much nails it. I don't think we have to go any further. Do you like that a chosen nation? I love it, Arthur. <laughs> uh, Mr. Arthur, the rose has chose. I guess. Chose. <laughs> Yeah, I I love that We're going to have to say that when we get to Austin on Thursday By the way, Roland (laughs) Roland Martin He's going to broadcast live from down there You know, Roland Martin is also a Houstonian So he's going to broadcast the show live from from down in uh, At the Capitol It's going to be... it's going to be an amazing day down there. And so we encourage those that may be listening out there that uh, are interested in joining us. If you live in, in Pastor Cooper's area, Pastor Cooper, you want to give them a number or information how they can reach out to jump on your bus, and then I'll give information on how they can jump on our bus here from out of Tyler. Yes, we're going to be uh, at uh, 2204 uh, Blanchett Street here in uh, beautiful downtown Beaumont, Texas. 77701. It's a uh, link, the location, Google it, map. You find the Church of I Am. We're going to be there at 3 a.m. We would depart at 3.45 a.m. So we can arrive at 8.15 in Austin, Texas. Come on by. Uh, I am your contact, Pastor Michael Cooper. You can uh, get in the loop with coop at gmail.com, or you can call 409-291-1078. That is a real number. I am asked, I am putting everything on the line for this event because this is a spiritual uh, warfare, and, and God is setting up his people to receive the harvest. Uh, you are a chosen people, and that's not just East Texas anymore. That's the entire state of Texas. God is doing a new thing right now. Uh, Isaiah 43 and 19, you go find out what that new thing is. But I'm telling you, you need to get connected. Come and see us this Thursday, 3 a.m., Listen, if you're close to Beaumont and you can't make it here, give me a call. I have room at the house. We'll sleep on the porch. We'll sleep in my oh, house. I give up my bed, sleep on the, on the couch. I'm telling you, we'll sleep outside because that's where I hang out. I'm on the porch right now. 
That's the best place in the house. So, so I'm oh telling goodness, you, yes. come I on out here. We have a party all night until 3 a.m. in the morning. Holy Ghost party until 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> we all go get on the bus. If you're close by, if you're in Orange and don't have a bus, we'll pick you up. Come on out here. We're representing Port Arthur, Texas with the NAACP out there where they're covering. Uh, so uh, we're just excited. Very good. That's outstanding. Well, we're going to join at uh, at 2 a.m. and then pull out at 2.30. So we're going to pull out about 30 minutes ahead of you. Uh, I remember when we were heading down uh, to Austin a couple weeks ago, not even, I guess it's almost two weeks ago, we were down there for the closing of the uh, Texas legislative session. And there was a lot of construction that was there. So we thought we'd give ourselves an extra 30 minutes. Uh, so that we can get through the traffic and just in case there's a little backup. Uh, so we're going to pull out and we're going to join at, uh, I always uh, have all my buses to leave out of uh, the Super One store market, supermarket there on Gentry Parkway, right at Gentry and uh, uh, West Gentry. And so uh, be there at 2 a.m. Bring your, I like the fact, bring your lawn chair. I carried my lawn chair the last time we were there. Uh, whatever you think you need personally, you can bring a book, some music, your earphones, and listen. Bring your pillow to be comfortable on that bus and, um, and, and dress. bring the right shoes to dress because you're going to be walking and, and moving around the Capitol. It's going to be a great day. We're going to uh, be able to make a, a couple stops so that uh, people can get whatever they want. But we will have some water and some juices and things like that on the bus for uh, for our constituents. We can accommodate 50 people. At first, we thought we had a passenger of 55, but I believe uh, Mr. Uh, Roberts said that it was it would accommodate 50. So we, 50 we're about almost a half. Okay, okay, great. So we're about halfway filled that bus up now. So uh, first come, first serve. And once we get our 50, uh, that's it. And I'm going to be on the front row. I don't know about the rest, but I'm going to be there in time <laughs> to be on the front row. <laughs> so, so, so what time is it then start time for folks that's driving down to something that's, that's not on the bus? Nine, nine o'clock, yeah. Nine so o'clock. They, they, yeah, prayer is going to be on the south uh, the south steps at oh nine o'clock, and they'll have an agenda for us laid out as to uh, they're going to appoint certain people to go into certain areas, and we, we will have people to go and talk to our constituents, excuse me, our uh, legislators uh, that come out of our area. Brian Hughes is the uh, state senator down there. Matt Schaefer uh, is one, um, one of ours here uh, in Tyler. So, um, so that's what's going to happen. And then the rest of us is just going to be our presence. We're going to be all over that capital. And then, as mentioned, we're going to walk around, and I love the fact that we may not walk around there seven times, but by the time 3,000 people get around there, you're going to think that we walked around there seven times. That's really good. I like that type of people. <laughs> I really like that. So what time is the march around going to be? you deal with uh, the march around? At 12 o'clock, we're going to uh, have the conference, uh, press conference, and, um, and, and then I think they're going to uh, march around. I'm going to have to look at you. I think they're going to march around one time and then we leave at one, or we're going to march around right before the press conference. I don't have the sheet in front of me to say which order is coming for, for first, but I know for a fact that 12 o'clock is the press conference and we're done at one. Okay. And we load okay. the bus okay. off to leave it. Yeah. So, so who's going to blow the horn? Who's going to blow the horn? 
Well, I have a I have a guy with the chauffeur horn if we need to. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, Doc. I, I, you gotta understand, I'm apostolic Old Testament. I, I didn't I didn't really get saved till I was 16 years old, Doc. I, I always thought I had to work my way into heaven. That's exactly what our pastor wanted us to think too. He didn't want us to know about grace yet. He wanted us to work in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You gotta blow this okay. stuff off. Okie dokie. All right. So I, I'm excited about it. Well, Miss Rihanna sent us a, uh, she sent us an article. I don't know if she's uh, come back in yet because uh, she's in and out and doing some things. But it said that uh, the article that was written today says, Heroes, Texas Democrats flee the state to stop voting bill. And so uh, <laughs> I asked Miss Rihanna to see what she could find out in regards to uh uh, the uh, parliamentarian rule there, but it, it, but this says the Texas Democrats denied Republicans their required uh, quorum in order to bring the special legislative session to a halt on Monday and stop bills aimed at voting rights, transgender rights, and more. So I don't know. Uh, well, it's about time. It's a, I'm just so happy. It's just yeah. about time. I mean, you know how long we've been waiting for them to, to get together down there? I mean, really, you know. They, well, you like, know they had to get together with the uh, private planes and having the bag packs. They, they, so this is planned. That's good. Right. Miss Rihanna, you have some comments. You can jump right on in there. Uh, don't let these guys oh, take over I, the whole <laughs> They're in D.C. They're in D.C., and they are going to be um, – they have to be there for 30 days. Uh, well, I think they probably have to take shifts, uh, you know, being there for 30 days. But they have to be out of the state for 30 days, and they are going to be pressuring Congress to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and putting pressure on them to let them know that they cannot hold this, you know, hold this draconian voter restriction uh you know, racist bill at bay unless they have help from the United States Congress and Senate. So uh, let's just hope that <laughs> let's just hope that that this kind of pressure will help because you know it is of the utmost importance. We don't have anything if we don't have voting rights. They've already chipped away so much at it with that horrifying Supreme Court decision, uh, Holder versus um, uh, Shelby versus Holder, uh, that stripped out the uh, two provisions of the Civil Rights Act that started this whole mess. All of the uh, states that were doing the things that led up to the Voting Rights Act were standing in line ready to start all the same nonsense again and it's just gone you know in overdrive so these democrats in texas i like what i'm seeing and i hope to god that that pressure helps get our united states congress uh in line and get the the voting rights bill passed very good well we all know that that the federal bills will supersede uh, the state bills, uh, whatever they try to push down our throat, uh, we need the feds to step up to the plate, the Congress and the Senate, to vote John Lewis right on in so that people's voices and their votes will never 
be stripped and stolen from them, like at one time was happening to our ancestors. Uh, as as we already talked about this, you had to guess how many jelly beans in a jar and, and do such foolishness like paying poll tax and those kinds of things. We can't go back to that level. So that's why it's going to take all of us working all across this nation, working in conjunction with the state of Texas and the Congress and Senate to make sure that that equality and that opportunity that we always talk about that will continue to avail uh, itself. That's equal opportunity for all mankind. Go ahead, anybody. Jump in. I just sent you a, an article about Ken uh, Paxton. We all remember the story of the man who waited six hours, was given the runaround uh, to vote in Texas, and it took him six hours uh, as a, a little stunt to support this voter suppression bill. Uh, criminal Ken Paxton uh, decided to <laughs> prosecute that man and make an example of him because he technically uh, was still on probation. He technically was still on paper in Texas. So uh, to make an example of him, you know, he (laughs) – because this is just how they roll. (laughs) They can't make an example of of people who are doing violent crimes. They can't, you know – They always have to strike this kind of chord, and, of course, this is what he's done. So uh, they're prosecuting that man as a stunt. Yes, Mr. Purvis, and we kind of talked about him a little bit, but, Ms. Rihanna, we wanted you to know that the ACLU, along with Mr. Robert Williams, who was on with us tonight, informed us it was the ACLU as well as Bishop James James Dixon, and, and Pastor Cooper was on with that call as well with all the pastors and preachers. They're the ones who oh, raised wonderful. the $30 up to get Mr. Purvis, uh, out of jail. Wonderful. He's going to be there on Thursday, uh, Pastor Cooper. Or is he going to be there? Which day is he? Oh, he's going to be down there. Thursday in and tomorrow for the news conference. Both. Exactly. Okay. Right. So he will be in in uh, Austin with us on Thursday. And so oh, we, ha- good. we have to make yes, we have to make sure that that gentleman does not get sent to prison. So. Um, right. So so there there it is. So people are working and fighting together all across this nation for this equality. Because Mr. Arthur said, tell us what you said, Mr. Arthur, in regards to uh, if Mr. Purvis had been of any other persuasion aside from a black man, what what probably would have happened? Oh, well, 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 well it wasn't me, but, 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 but what he said was, you know, hey, you know, they wouldn't have even prosecuted him. But everybody oh, knew that. Uh, oh, yes. It's just mm-hmm. like, maybe that was- our special guest, but probably would not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reminded about something that Martin Luther King said about that kind of describes our current moment. He said, he said, uh, he said, our problem, is our big problem politically ain't the ain't the right ain't the right winger or the left winger. He said it's the moderate. Mm-hmm. It's the moderate. Yes, and I. Can, and I call them, and I call them the good people at the Holocaust. You know, there's some good people at the Holocaust, don't you? Sure. Good people. Right. Good people. That's right. So, you know, and so moderates, and so right now, 
we got, quote, moderates want to hold on to a filibuster. Imagine what's America. Yeah, yeah, you know, so we got some serious issues right here. So we need to, yeah. I think we're going to win this fight too, uh, but we got to be in the fight. I'm just glad that the church are united. Yeah. You know, forward, it's, it's, it's going to help a lot. Well, well I like what uh, Bishop James Dixon is doing on purpose, too. He, he's he's pushing all churches, not just uh, the uh, Anglo Church, the Baptist Church, the Presbyterian Church, the Kojic Church, not the uh, male church, not the female church. He's pushing all the churches on purpose, and, and he had everyone reach out to all their friends and family. Then he said, now, Guess what the church is made up of? Different organizations, so the Divine Nine and all of the other uh, CWAs and unions and all of other brothers and sisters that are fighting. If you happen to be Republican, great. Come on on board. Democrat, come on on board. This is not about politics. Matter of fact, listen, hey, I'm not going anywhere, but I'm just saying I have put everything that I've done in my political career on the line because I believe that the Divine uh, power of the Almighty is greater than any position I can hold because I am an apostle, so I don't need to be a governor. But because I am an apostle, I will govern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let me unmute so I can jump back in. I'm, I'm sorry, I had, had you muted out. Yes, I hear you talking, uh, uh, Pastor Cooper. And um, so we have to make sure that, that we educate our people to say uh, we we don't want anybody else to to come into error with uh, with what happened to uh, Mr. Purvis. So we, we want to make sure that those who have actually been uh, convicted felons that they may be eligible to complete if they've completed their sentence, if they're not on probation, if they're not on parole. Right? Am I correct? That they can now become a voter but they've been told for years that they could not vote and so we wanted to make sure that the message is is, is crystal clear not muddy at all but totally crystal clear that they must be off patient they must have completed their sentence I want to say this about that the the NAACP back in uh, things like 98 uh you know, we got that did here in Texas, you know, working with Republicans, uh, if, you, if you can believe it or not. But anyway, uh, we, we got it where, where <laughs> felons could vote. So Texas kind of headed the curve on that as far as, uh, mm. you know, that. Is that right? Okay. I didn't, I did not realize that. Yeah, they didn't, av- you know, they haven't advertised it and, and, and we got to do a better job of, av- yeah. uh, of advertising it. And going to those places where those both those those uh, halfway houses, wherever they at, we need to go in and educate them about all that kind of stuff. I don't think nobody's doing that for exactly. us. Church, we've been doing it and doing it. We've been doing it and doing it, and we're moving out towards <laughs> East Texas. And it's called the uh, Clean Slate Initiative. And, and we started mm-hmm. off in barber shops. We did this two years ago. It's just a, a, an arduous task that we have before us. Uh, educating folks is, is, is difficult, right. and uh, yeah. so we, we want to make sure that we educate, educate, educate. That's right. That's exactly right. That's why I, I wanted to just go over that for those that are listening to make sure that that this doesn't happen to anybody else. And, and I'm, if I, I'm not mistaken, I think that Mr. Purvis had two weeks left before he would actually be uh, released from his uh, probation. 
And uh, so I don't know. I don't know. That's all. And I'm going to leave it at, at that. But, uh, but it's, it's That's just correct. That's what I heard. He was two weeks away uh, okay. from, from doing being clean. He was two weeks from having a clean slate before he was okay. able, able to vote. Right. Okay. So yours is called the Clean Slate Initiative. I'm making a Correct. note of that. Correct. I love and, that. And, we're finding, and, and, and I talked to a guy by the name of Davis. I think he's from the, uh, East Texas, and uh, he's going to help us with that in that area there in Tyler, Texas. And we're going to kind of uh, conjoin. And, and we're on purpose going. We, we, listen, in November, they're going to start calling me to all of these events that typical political people go to, and they like to control the narrative. But when you win East Texas and go out to the to the streets and highways and byways, that's when we get those voters like you, you saw and uh, uh, the horseback riders and the exotic mm-hmm. goers and all of those mm-hmm. uh, folks like that, yes. So that's when mm-hmm. we win, when we go to the barbershops, when we go to the street corners, when, like we did when we went with you during your city council election. We were driving right. up and down the street and let people see us, that we actually care right. about them. They screamed, they yelled, they could not believe. Oh, it was like a celebrity. Yeah. I thought it was Diana Ross in the car in front of me, but it was Dr. Shirley <laughs> McKellar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're excited yeah. about the fact that you care. Yeah, we we have a list of all the barbershops up in East Texas. Do you, you have that list? Yes. Yes, we have that list of the barbershops, the beauty shops, beauty shops, and, and Excellent. the nail shops because that's oh, where you'll we need that information, and, and, and we're coming out that way, and, and we're going to register those folks to vote, and that's what we're doing, and we're going to have town hall meetings in the barbershop. I might even get a touch-up or edge-up. I got my own barber, but I, I still might get a touch-up edge-up when I'm in there. And we're going to the beauty salons. We, we're going now that everybody's out getting the new hairdo and the new new styles, and everybody's excited about moving around. That's great. But why are you moving around? Dr. Hagney's going to be uh, throwing needles at you trying to get you vaccinated. I'm going to be yeah. throwing voter regist- registrations towards you, and we're going to get you yeah. registered to vote. And then we're going to talk to you why you're voting. We want to make you knowledgeable and let you know that you have a voice, and your voice is six foot six, flat foot, seven feet tall with hat and boots on. And we're not worried about trying to kick doors down because we have our key. The key is education, and we're going to walk in with our table because Brother Arthur don't like when I slam things down and push them around. And we're going to educate you, and we're going to educate your children, and we're going to give you economic power. I love my son sent to me today. This guy sent me something he said, and it was a wrap. He said, well, no longer we want 1099 children. We want W-2s, meaning yeah. that we want businessmen <laughs> and women. Right. Excellent. Excellent. That's all. Awesome. Live That's it. Awesome. Live it. So, yes. Well, guys, listen, we, ha- we have, it's, it's about 938, almost 940. Let's talk a little bit about the prestigious University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. <laughs> what do we want to say about that school? <laughs> And what do we no. want to say about Howard University? They got, See, they got what they deserve. They got what they deserve. And Howard got what they deserve. <laughs> okay, so you want, you want to dialogue on that a, a little bit and talk about somebody's tenure as a faculty member at University of North Carolina. Now, what what's so amazing is probably one of the smartest women in this nation. So <clears throat> why would you not want to give tenure to one of the smartest women who happens to be a black woman 
in this nation, and you're going to give her uh, the business uh, about becoming a tenured professor Mm -hmm. just because uh, she expressed uh, her brilliant brain on a piece of paper. That's right. Uh, But then then that powerful HBCU called Howard University. Yes. They got what they deserve, right? They got one of the best. Mm -hmm. Go Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. What did you say? No, no, I can't. You know what she said was, what, what, what's her name again? Because I don't want to mispronounce it. What's her name? Um, Hannah Jones. Dr. Jones. Yeah. Dr. Nicole. Canole. Yeah. Hannah Jones. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Miss Hannah Jones. But anyway, she, she, she. I mean, I mean, look, it was brilliant. She said, she said, she said, I can't. She said, I can't heal North Carolina. She said, I can't. You know, I can't do that. She said, I can't. And she said, I can't continue to work or place. The disrespect, you know what I mean? Me as a person. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. it was great. Hey, she said, hey, you know where? You know where I'm getting the heck up out of here. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, I I followed her for quite a while, but you know, I would say what's so impressive. Also, I like to say, so she recognized her talent, her ability, and she didn't back up. But I also think there are there are there are other young ladies and gentlemen at her at that level in these PhD programs. We were talking mm-hmm. about that today. I tell you, there are a lot. There are a lot of other Hammond Joneses in these universities in these PhD programs. You know, Absolutely. just like the young lady in the, in the research with uh, with the virus. They are they are going to be heard, and I'll tell you, well, they are being heard. If you look at some of their publications, some of these uh, academic drones is impressive. And uh, so she's she's representing that group out there that's coming forward. So I'm just proud of her, and I'm. I know all the other students in the PhD program are proud of her that she what she accomplished. She wasn't a she, she's a, she's confident what she accomplished and she didn't she didn't give up. She just she just rallied her friends around her. <laughs> exactly. That's what made, that's what sure. made the difference. Sure, sure. Oh, you know, I try to tell people. Sure, to, look here. I try to tell people about you know we have you know our community we have we have we have geniuses pushing brooms. Yes. Yeah. How about this? We have geniuses behind bars. And behind bars. Yeah, we have the geniuses behind bars. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah. because, like I said, a brilliant mind going to do a brilliant thing. Now, whether yeah. it's a good thing or a bad thing, it's going to be brilliant. So, you know, and that's what people need to understand. That's why we have to you know, get some intervention program. Now, they are talking about, Biden is talking about doing some of the community stuff to keep these kids Actively and redirected doing the summers and stuff like that. Remember, y'all remember midnight basketball? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, my folks exactly. went crazy. Midnight, yes, you yes. can't. You, no, you can't. You know, and then they cut it out. Then Clinton them cut it out. Right. Anyway, and it was all yeah. about getting them kids off the street late at night. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure was. That's, so that's anything right. that's gonna help us, you know, somebody objecting to it. So basically, hopefully. Uh, they'll get back to some of that. I don't know if it'll be midnight basketball, but get some other programs. Because they have to redirect these brilliant minds. You see who won the National Spelling Bee? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. That year old. yeah. But do you know the very, the very awesome. first, you know, but you know history has repeated itself twice with right. that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But but you, I'm gonna tell you what what I don't understand. I I, I don't. We now talking about uh, Dr. Hannah Jones. 
Now, this is a woman who was a Pulitzer Prize winner, winning right. journalist. This lady, <laughs> she was nothing to sneeze at. Why would That's you right. even have to have a discussion as to whether? I'm sorry, say again? thought she was back. You know, she's back. Oh, we, yeah. we, 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 I get that. I mean, I, I, I get it. She made some of those Karens upset. Yeah, yeah, you know, they can't be, right. you know, be doing that kind of power. That's, I mean, that's, that's serious power we're talking about. She told the truth about things, and that makes Karen yeah, uncomfortable yeah. now. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's very true. That's very true. And, and my, well, my comfort is apparently paramount, so. <laughs> well, I, you know, I still don't, I, I don't care. I still don't get that this university, uh, this prestigious university of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, I mean, mm-hmm. they're getting nothing but bad press. So yes. why would you subject your prestigious university uh, to this bad press? <clears throat> Could have just gone ahead and given her tenure and uh, and, and and just let it go. But they're, they're reacting yeah. to the same fragility. You know that that yep. lady wrote that book, you know, and, yes. and that's what you're dealing with. But it's institutional right. fragility. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, know, institutional racism is. Is, is actually what that is. And sexism, racism, both of those mm-hmm. you can almost see uh, in this uh, entire discussion and this fight that she has mm-hmm. carried on uh, with them. But but I was never so proud uh, to say. Uh, to hear her say she didn't need them, and she's going to take right. her talent. She took her talent to some place where it was going she's to be appreciated. And just and black. There you go. Exactly. And twenty million dollars worth of foundation money. That's there you right. Go. That's exactly there. right. <laughs> that is right. That, that's what I call leaving. That's what I call leaving, huh? That's leaving right there. That's, 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 what, you call leaving. That, that's what you call leaving with a vengeance and not even uh, at doing it in a negative way. You brought mm-hmm. some power uh, to with you. You, you. you came. Everybody Everybody in the, in the world heard you as you left uh, University of North that's Carolina. Right. Hill. Everybody heard so let's mm-hmm. let's talk quickly then about Haiti. We have about it's nine forty six, and so we're finding out now that we know that the Haiti uh, president was assassinated in in his home, and then his mm-hmm. wife also was shot uh, in yeah. the home. Uh, we said we we're going to talk a little bit about weapons, and but we can talk a little bit about that. But we're finding out that a physician uh, who wanted himself to be in that position. Uh, was was the ringtail leader, and there was about twenty people uh, that's involved in this uh, assassination plot, and a, a plot that was carried out effectively, and he lost his life. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about weapons, and and the fact that in Texas, we, let's bounce back to Texas and and Abbott, and the fact that you don't have to have anything in order to purchase weapons and kill somebody or use them. And so let me share with you that this past Saturday, uh, my husband had a a funeral uh, where uh, the 17-year-old shot, 17-year-old, because they were able to go and buy. He was not trying to kill. This was his friend. He was not even trying to Mm -hmm. kill his friend, 
but somebody put a bullet in the chamber. He didn't know it, and so they're playing around with the weapon, and he ended up shooting a fire, pulling the trigger, and the weapon, it hit his best friend, and they then he's under a $30,000 bond. His family was able to get him mm-hmm. out. Both of them, seniors, coming up seniors in high school this coming September. His life will never be the same, and this other, mm-hmm. his best friend's life is gone, ended. So hey, here we are. Hey, hey, sure, hey, Abbott, look here. When Abbott passed that, when he, when he did that, when he did that whole thing. Now, of course, I'm a military guy. You're a military person. So now to me, that is like preparing the ground for war. When you yes, make it where mm-hmm. anybody can have a gun, yes, regardless, sir. I mean, you know, what is I'm that? I'm with you. I'm with so, you. So, you know, that is like, you know, that is like one of them, uh, uh, you know, preparation for war things to me when he do, right. you know, do that type of thing. Now, I hope not. Now, I hope you don't get to that, but that's what he's looking at. And, and when you look, see what they're doing, it's scorched earth. Yes. So we're not pretending yes. to be Democrats. Into that, uh, you know, dem- you know, we're not Democrats. We, we are, you know, thuggists or or, or authoritarian. Yes. So yes. basically, you know, I think the word you're looking for is nationalist. No, nah, no, nah, I mean, no, nah, they're, they're authoritarian nationalists. Authoritarian. So the, the, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the word, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you know, nationalists. Yeah, you know, like white nationalists, black nationalists, but these are authoritarian mm-hmm. nationalists. What we're talking about right, here, right? Because we can't we can't defend ourselves against a tyrannical government with handguns or even you know these semi-automatic weapons. This is for us to fight one another. Exactly, That's preparing the ground for us to. Yes, it, it, point well taken, Mister Arthur. That's a great point. That's a really great point. Right. And they're going off the numbers, and they're trying to make it easier because they figure they have they're still the majority at this in the juncture. But uh, what we have to realize is that when you have those of us with that have been mistreated, which most of the time, as uh, Muhammad Ali, the great poet, always said, uh, I don't have any art with those people with, with, with uh, milling in their skin. It's always somebody of color that we are fighting. You know, right. so that's what they're trying to do: stack the odds. They're making it easier to get guns than it is to vote. Yeah, that's absolutely wow. correct. That's absolutely yeah. very we need, difficult. It's a very easy to get a weapon to kill mm-hmm. one another. Oh my god! We need to get. We need our good. We need our Again, this is this is third iteration of the end of the Civil War. You know, this is the, this is the third the third Reconstruction. Mm. Back here again, back here again, y'all. This is where we at. Yes, yes. How bad it get? It's going to depend on, like, say, main thing. What's been happening in Washington? Okay, that's be one part. But it's going to be like any. Okay, say if they don't do nothing in Washington. Okay, depending on it'll be a it'll be an issue. Twenty twenty two, you know, you know, if we don't win twenty twenty two, if they don't do nothing in Washington, that'd be the last quote free election we'll probably have in a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they go ahead and do something to kind of facilitate. Mm-hmm. But even if they do do something in Washington, we still got work to do, serious work to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Very good. Well, this has been amazing. Um, you guys always Maybe. come up 
the outstanding comments and just an amazing show. And so we're going to, uh, before we get ready to end, it's about 9.51. we got about nine minutes left, but we want to, uh, we want to hear from Pastor Cooper uh, on um, his plans. Um, he did an amazing uh, present to us on um on this past Saturday, and we thank Dr. Nancy Nichols for pulling um, uh, all the Democrats together out on their farm and uh, celebrated um, those July birthdays. And so mm-hmm. while we're celebrating, we're working in the meantime on registering more people. There was a probably about 40, 45 people that were outside. The children were enjoying themselves. They had the big slides, the water slides. Uh, to slide from way at the top all the way down into the pool and uh, it was just an outstanding time the food was amazing and people were spread all out out there Uh, everybody's been vaccinated that was out there and so um, so we still have to put our mask on every now and then again uh, even when we're um, we're out there because we do know that uh, that uh, delta variant is still there so for those that are going to get on the bus most all of us are vaccinated, but we still uh, encouraging you to bring your mask, uh, and so that we can make sure that that we're um, we're protected. So, but Pastor Cooper, if you want to take this a few minutes to to talk to us a little bit about the campaign, how it's going, and what we need to do in order to help uh, you to move forward. And so we just thank you so much for always coming down here into deep East Texas. Because you know, there's all there's there's several phases of East Texas. Uh, there's 32 counties out here. So uh, mm-hmm. so Pastor Cooper is in the upper part of uh, he's he's one of those upper ones. You know, he's in the upper part of East Texas. <laughs> 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 hey, hey man, well, more more actually more south, but we have we have family that's uh, in Middle East Texas and. And Upper East Texas, we spread all over. Matter of fact, there's a friend that you all may know. Her name is Ermalyn Thomas. Her family's from East Texas. We're, we're kin to the Spikes, the, the Bookers, the Bluets, right. and the yeah. uh, the uh, Samuels and the LeBlancs. We're all from that area. Whittington's also from that area. Uh, we we okay. had uh, professional football players and stuff in there. But anyway, real quick, uh, I am your candidate for, uh, for governor of Texas, and my platform is three points, education, uh, criminal justice reform, and we're dealing with economics. Watch this. When we get the education part of it right, all of those other two things follow along. And when we get the best of our minds, like we just talked about the young lady signing up with Brown, uh, we're going to get our, our top leaders, our AB honor roll students, we're going to get them certified teachers by the time they're 18 years of age. And then we're going to get them to sign a four-year contract, and we're going to let them teach uh, K through 6 and then 6 through 12 grade. And we're going to try to secure them and make sure we have a good platform for them to launch their careers and, and retain them as educators with a great income to sustain them for the rest of their life and we can hopefully 40 years. That's a plan that will take us to the to the promised land. Okay, mm. very good. That's very, that. that's very good. We, we're always out there for you. And I miss, Rihanna just sent me a message that uh, uh, Minister Major is on one of our East Texans. So, uh, Minister Major, we'll give you a couple of minutes if you have some comments that you'd like to make. We're about to get to the end of our show. Uh, no, ma'am. I'm just listening in to you. It's, it's okay. pretty good. Okay, good awesome. Yeah, Mr. Major, he's made a lot of trips down uh, to uh, to uh, the, to the Capitol, talking to uh, the legislators about um, equality yeah. and. I was with Mr. Cooper down there on Saturday. 
Oh, absolutely. We will be gathered down that Saturday. That's okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's it's it, 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 Crockett's office. Okay, <clears throat> very good. Well, I I don't know if you know, uh, uh, Minister Major, that uh, that our legislators are in Austin, they're in Washington oh, D.C. Yes, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah, you know sure. I'm on top of that. <laughs> okay, so they made that mad yes, move, ma'am. and, and I, I, I'm I'm delighted because I was telling Minister Major just they last night, and I. Yes, exactly. And I was yep. telling Pastor Cooper, that's I'd like to see that happen. And by George, they made it happen today. So they they need a break. They vacation time. They've been working really, really hard, making a lot of things happen. So and and let me just yeah. take this one more opportunity to thank uh, Mr. Claude Cummins. He is an amazing uh, leader of uh, CWA. He's a big union guy, and we all work under his auspices. Even our uh, coalition of labor union women. Our organization is underneath him, and so we thank him for raising that thirty thousand dollars up in a flash, just like that, to pay for all of these buses that's going to be heading Amen. down to Austin, Texas, on Thursday early, early before the crack of dawn, on Thursday morning, to show our, our faces, to cast our voices to let those legislators know that we're not playing around here in Texas, that we want equality for all mankind, that we want to make sure that they don't block uh, people getting to the polls to vote, that they don't try to keep people from passing out a bottle of water and some snacks and a chair for people that sit out in the sun, that stand in the line for four to six hours, because we know we have people standing in line up as many as six hours. And then we thank mm. them also for raising that $30,000 uh, to get Mr. Purvis uh, out of uh, jail uh, and uh, post his bond uh, because he uh, he cast a vote. They want to give him 40 years for casting a vote, but they want to give us guns uh, to do whatever we need to do uh, to uh, injure one another. It, it, we got this thing real backwards. And so we thank uh, Clark Cummins. I wanted to say that one more time before we get ready to get to an end. So, uh, Mr. Arthur, if you, I don't know, Dr. Hagney, if you have your final comments, and then we'll hear from uh, Mr. Arthur. And uh, no, I'll just, then I'll, okay, I'll just let, let's, let's, let's keep getting vaccinated. Um, yeah. aware. I mean, <laughs> thanks for that support. <laughs> thank you. Definitely. I'm looking forward to the trip on Thursday. Okay, well, that's all I have to say, and uh, so I thank you guys so much, and we thank Mr. Robert Williams for being our special guest on for the first hour. Uh, If you don't know him, you need to get to know him. He's a powerhouse that's always for years and years, and Mr. Arthur knows this, Pastor Cooper knows this. He's been, uh, his boots been out there on the ground all the time, and I thank Mr. Arthur and I thank Pastor Cooper, who've had their boots out there on the ground here in Texas for years. We'd all be down there at that Capitol fighting, and so it's great to have Minister Major that's that's joined the group that's down there now, and we need more people because I say this all the time, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. We need to increase that 20% and get more people, and that's why we want to take these buses out of East Texas and get them down there. Uh, to Austin, Texas. So we thank everybody who's working to make that happen. We're going to turn it over to Miss Rihanna, and then she's going to get ready to take us out. Thank you. May God bless each of you. Join us again Good next night. Monday for bless Marvelous you. Monday. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Go ahead, Miss Rihanna. It's all you. And we want to thank. We've got a bunch of new listeners who have been listening for the past several weeks, um, and obviously sharing 
uh, this show with others and bringing others in. And we thank you. Thank you for coming back and listening to what we have to say. We appreciate you. And keep on sharing. We love you guys. Love one another. And everybody get vaccinated out there. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure. We will be the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, the spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up When it go down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day, when the glory comes It will be out, it will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh. man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads, heroes to become a hero. Facing the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes It will be ours
Good night.